Good morning, afternoon, evening. We're so glad that you're tuning into the Youth Mini Mike Podcast. I am Cole Anderson. Got my co-host. Stella Erickson. And our guest today. Jono Gates. Glad to have you, Jono. Jono came out to our youth group here last Wednesday, Mm -hmm. second Wednesday in January. Um, And we loved having him and meant to have him on the podcast that day. Things fell through, but we got him back. All it took was a little bit of Chipotle. Hey, Jono, how about you just tell the podcast, what is your Chipotle order? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We see Chipotle orders. It's, it's, it's a little a lot, um, okay. so I Mine usually start out with some white rice, black beans, I'll go uh, straight into triple fajitas, I'll go into double chicken, I'll get a third meat, I'll do the barbacoa, uh, and then I'll usually do double tomato salsa, uh, and then end with some lettuce, and uh, if I'm feeling a little extra, I'll get a side of chips, and then I'll add some <laughs> sour cream, corn, and occasionally I will get guacamole, but... So- that's not a norm. So how much is it? You know, honestly, with <laughs> just how with, yeah. with, 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 it's probably like the allotted daily recommendation for a human. Um, I would say my average Chipotle bowl costs about eighteen dollars with chips, but that's not including like the guac. That's not including you know that's so including the triple meat. Block. Yeah, probably about twenty bucks average. So I usually try to avoid the chips just because Good it's just Lord. an overabundance of 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 food but yeah i can basically eat a lot of food and um it's that's okay it's very strange i can do something it's not strange yeah it's, okay. it's actually because you lift all the time so yeah yeah and i run so that kind of stirs it oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh i totally had a thought oh here it is so i was eating chipotle the other day with chips you know mm-hmm. why is it so much better with chips? dude it's so much better <laughs> and it's just a slower process you get to savor and enjoy it yeah. and it's more satiating so. so like a good football game chipotle dude, chips nothing oh, i'm a i'm a burrito girl all the way I, tell us your yeah so tell what's your order? okay i usually get so i get a burrito and i do white rice black beans i'll do chicken and then i do guacamole tomatoes sour cream and that's honestly it actually okay. i was just talking do they have to double wrap it or just one Dude, there's no way I would require a double wrap. No, no, yeah. but it's. Uh, maybe I get more so. I What's yours? What's yours? So good. Oh, it changes. I'm, I like variety. Variety is spice of life. So I'm pretty consistent. Yeah. Me too. I really fell in love with their carne asada that they just put out. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's got a lot more spice to it than their normal steak. So that's really good. Um, white rice every time. I hate brown rice. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll sometimes fluctuate black or pinto beans, but I think I fall black most of the time. Same. And then fajita, carne asada. Um, double tomato, double corn, the hot salsa, mm. and then. Can't Are you like a Minnesota spice <laughs> kind of person? Cheese. I'm just a not a spice kind of person. <laughs> not, no spice. No spice. <laughs> no spice. He's a Minnesota for life. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Minnesota for life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pretty so, I don't. I stopped eating lettuce on there because of uh, the diseases that people get from Chipotle. What? What is that? or something. You know, like doesn't that happen? Like didn't that happen? Oh. From, not from Chipotle, it was just like the lettuce. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. It was like well, iceberg lettuce, and okay. they had a recall. Yeah, the lettuce. There it is, lettuce. Okay. So, so do you don't... never eat lettuce? No, I do, but just not Chipotle. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. I heard a story one time that someone, like, got sick, and the, they knew that they were going to get sick because they opened up the bag for Chipotle, and there was, like, a bug in the bottom. <gasps> oh, And they equated goodness. it to the lettuce being bad because then it got recalled, like, romaine got recalled. Yeah. And so I was just like, I probably would have cried. From that point on, I was like, please cook my food. Please make it all cooked. I just didn't want the lettuce. So, anyways, I stopped eating lettuce. Yeah. Hopefully, you will now too. Yeah. I I enjoy the lettuce. Oh, 
Oh, you I like the crunch? Never, yeah, I do like the crunch. I've never gotten sick, so. Well, that's good. I haven't really gotten sick either. Yeah. I just heard the story that happened to come out. Of yeah, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Dude, I saw this thing on um, Instagram the other day. It was like a reel. Oh, and yeah. it was this woman who just finished a cup of coffee. I don't remember what restaurant from. There was a dead mouse <gasps> at the bottom of her that's drink. Fake, fake and I'm like, is, is that fake or is that real? Because if that's fake. real, I'm, I'm never going to that restaurant again. This is lawsuit culture. It's fake. Yeah. That's so actually <laughs> probably your favorite. Because. How could you miss a dead mouse being poured out of the I mean, it's got to be like someone having like a twist sense of humor or it genuinely was planted. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like somebody planted a, a finger in their in their Wendy's chili cheese thing. Because, you know, Wendy's did like the chili cheese thing for a while or something. <laughs> I read you that. What? Right, well, that was the thing. It was like a failed lawsuit. Like, I, I, uh -huh. I, don't I think know. I know what you're talking it about. It happened around the same oh, time gosh. as the person like burnt themselves at McDonald's and blamed McDonald's for No, I saw that. Oh, that Okay, I saw a video about that. That was actually like real. That was no, that totally was real. real. The coffee thing was so Yeah, real. but that's messed up that, that, I mean, you ordered coffee, you didn't think it was going to be hot enough to burn you? Like, yeah, but she spilled all of her stuff and got third degree burns. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a very unfortunate area to spill. Yeah. Third degree burns. <laughs> very <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> very unfortunate. Well, hey, we want to ask a couple questions specific to John on the mm -hmm. podcast today. I'm sure the camaraderie itself is enough to draw an audience. Oh, absolutely. Uh -huh. They, they pay money just to see this. It's because they're talking about Chipotle. That's also why. Dude, it's a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, to add to the Chipotle story, just quickly, uh -huh. I got John on Chipotle today. Oh, yeah. I'm being on the podcast. That was his payment because it's that expensive. I don't think you didn't want to come. What do you mean? Oh. You said you could be here until one thirty. I could. You didn't invite me. Oh, I s awkward. <sighs> we'll go. We'll talk about. I'm saying I gotta do homework today, so it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Because <laughs> now I feel guilty. Anyway, no, I was doing homework. There's nothing more uncomfortable than being this size and ordering that much. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think anyone's gonna question it because he's not wearing a jacket right now or anything. Uh -huh. And then I walk in and I was just like, the whole entire way. I'm just a youth pastor. I've been sitting at my desk. <laughs> Triple meat, please. <laughs> Triple meat. <laughs> Triple fajitas. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm one topping away from just being like straight vegetarian on my Chipotle. What? I get, well, I only get chicken. If I didn't get chicken, it would just be. Oh, because you don't get sour cream or cheese? Or oh, never mind. That's why. I do get sour cream. Yeah, oh, no, vegetarian. Not, vegetarian, not vegan. Vegetarian is we don't eat meat. Okay, but everyone is one. <laughs> okay, leave me alone. Well, you guys did like triple meat on your No, bro, he rolls. is. Yes, you just no, said. Everyone is oh, because you were ordering for him. <laughs> what is happening right now? No. Do you okay, understand wait. what she's saying? That she would be, she would be vegetarian oh, were... if she didn't order meat on her burrito. <laughs> <laughs> you also got triple meat so i was like oh okay no i ordered for him because oh. he wasn't here so i like went and picked it up for him oh okay. and so i'm walking through there ordering it like this is me i'm 5'10 i weigh 180 like i need this much calories yeah you do it's good yeah it carries calories out for a whole week no, probably no it's good anyways so Jono, talk to us about uh first off where are you from uh from minnesota born and raised Born and raised, and did where you, did you like grow up? Yeah, because you live in Bloomington right now. Nah, Burnsville right now. Oh, okay. Grew up in Egan. Uh, grew up in the same house my entire life. Um, so, yeah, um, I am probably an anomaly because I am a obviously born and raised in Minnesota, mm -hmm. but I hate the cold. 
like despise it. To I don't the think core. you are. No. So I, I, I genuinely am like kind of a, a like a hidden southerner where I like the warmth. And I'm like, but, just waiting you know, I'm just snowboards. waiting. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, born and raised in Minnesota, grew up in Eagan. Cool. Yeah. What is your favorite part about Minnesota? Uh, I love, I love the summers. I love like the summers on the lakes. I love the bonfires with friends. I love. It's tough. I love specifically summer and I love fall. Like just mm-hmm. in Minnesota, there's nothing mm-hmm. better than the fall in Minnesota. Yeah, it's a vibe. I think the, like mm-hmm. the, the the lake nights and in the, in the summer. So yeah, yeah, I love it. Every other state wants fall. Yeah. Yeah. If you could live in a different state other than Minnesota, where would it be then? Arizona Scottsdale. Oh really? Oh, yes. Okay. Dude, that's my dream. It's the bougie place, but it's <laughs> I mean, ten k a month. For yeah. <laughs> Seriously. No Seriously. Everyone's dreaming yeah. like. Bugattis, yeah, Tesla. no, I love it. Every time I'm in Arizona, I just, I love it. It, it, it I just love the feel. I love the, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just the culture's, culture's awesome. So yeah, their culture is really cool. Yeah, we're going. We'll so be in Arizona next week. Are you going? Yeah. For what? For fun. Oh, vacation. Yeah, just Good for you. five days. Jealous. Just me and my wife, no baby. And Jono. And just Donald. I feel like if I know so many pastors in Arizona, it wouldn't be that weird. <laughs> like we just kind of visit different places and say hi to this guy, that guy. Cool yeah. has so many connections. No, I don't. What's yes, it you like do. to be a big deal? He's always like, <laughs> no, like, oh, I know a pastor. This pastor here, this pastor there. I'm like, oh, we know a lot of people. That's must be the. Yeah, how, but like, channel, that's how it works. Yeah, you just gotta, is that how it works? You just have to work in a little bit, and then you just if you have a desire to connect with people, it's really easy. You just. I don't hey, like what's people. up? How do you do this? I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're friends. And then I, I always refer to the people that are like acquaintances as friends or buddies or pals. And I'm just like, you do. We're all best friends. Yeah. We're <laughs> all We've so met best each other friends. Twice. The society that you pastors. In Arizona, who I've like had one conversation over the phone and one coffee meeting with. Yeah, we're really tight. Yep. Best friends. <laughs> and I'm staying in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I mean, uh-huh. speaking of that, so. John, how did you like? Why were you here on Wednesday? How'd you get oh, yeah. to Riverwalk? Like, you've been out twice sick. now. Yeah. I mean, besides just saying me, like I don't even know how we reach out to you, but yeah, I genuinely don't even know how we got connected initially. But yeah, you just you contacted me, I think, and and asked if I'd come speak this summer at a youth rally. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was youth rally, yeah. and then you came back. Yes, I came back, and I'm coming back in March for the conference. For the conference, yeah, I'm so oh. excited. Sign up yeah. for conference. Whether or not you're a youth student here, you know, if you're some random person on the internet, and you want to fly into our conference, you should. 100. percent They'll pay for your lodging. For a one day conference. Just kidding. It's a one day conference. For a one day conference. But they got a lodge if they're gonna fly, fly back in. the next day. No, fly back that night. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. Not? You got it's it. Be the best sprint of your life. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, so. Speaking of that, like we just mm-hmm. we just hit you up to like come and speak. Talk a little bit about like where you're at with this season of your life, what you're yeah. doing. Like that's kind of normal yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I travel full time as a, a traveling evangelist, and um, been I'm now in year three. I've done two full years of traveling full time, and uh, it's been the best season of my life. Been the most challenging and stretching season of my life, but it's been uh, the most faith filled and fulfilling season where. Um, God has taken me to very unexpected places to meet very unexpected people. Uh, in this season of my life, I met my wife, which was so unplanned for and uh, one of the biggest blessings, though. And so if you told me that right before I launched this nonprofit and started traveling full time that I'd be married, I would have laughed mm-hmm. at you because that was not at all in my plan or yeah. really what I thought things would come. But yeah, traveling full time as a preacher and evangelist and um, just I love every moment of it. 
Yeah. Talk about a little about your story of how you met your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kind of like what I just told you guys. Yeah, exactly. I, you were yeah, saying yeah. this, and I was like, I'm literally going to ask you about yeah, yeah. this in two story. minutes. Yeah. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to ask about this in ten minutes. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Uh-huh. No, so I was a youth pastor for six years and uh, loved that job, loved um, the church I was a part of. They really were my church family and um, felt that uh, I was driving home from the gym one day uh, in January of 2021, actually, and uh, was just listening to just some it was like Bethel or Hillsong. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what, what it was, but I just felt like the, the Holy Spirit just entered the car and I heard him say, you'll be gone by the end of the year. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, <laughs> where am I going to go? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Like, am I going to die? Like, what? Like, like, gone from the earth? Or what are you talking about? And so, um, <laughs> well, I was like, you didn't really say much. It was pretty, pretty general. So I was kind of like, what in the world are you talking about? And I just had like this strong sense that like I had just heard from the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I was like, cool. okay, now I'm going to wait for confirmation. I'm going to kind of wait to see if there's something that really um, pops up and stirs up. And so uh, no joke, that was January of 2021. I'm sitting in a meeting with my admin who was kind of like a spiritual mom to me. Mm-hmm. And this is probably about May. And she looks at me and she goes, we just wrapped up our meeting. We were kind of recalibrating and, and, and just reworking some things in our student ministry and at the end of the meeting she goes you know John I feel like actual peace to uh, communicate what the Lord had placed on my heart for you and um, I was praying in January the same month she goes mm-hmm. and I, I was praying and I was painting my kitchen and she goes Lord if Pastor John ever leaves would you let me know so my heart can prepare and mm-hmm. she goes I heard the Holy Spirit say that you'll be gone by the end of the year like no joke, I about mm-hmm. fell out of my chair. Like just freaked out. So that's, that started that's the whole so trajectory. Cool. Dude, it was so cool. Like the Lord was so faithful. That started probably the, the trajectory of getting. I have probably written down over 170 written prophetic confirmations of things internally to things um, externally through people or God's word. Like it, it was incredible. So um, I ended up starting up a nonprofit ministry mm-hmm. and um, launched in January 2022, just traveling full time as an evangelist. And um, while I was prepping, this was probably November of 2021, I got a text message from my buddy Micah and he said, hey, man, are you interested in dating? And I was like, nah, man, like just with launching all the ministry things and doing yeah. all this new season of ministry, uh, I have, I don't have the capacity. Next thing I know, I'm in a group message with Micah, myself, and this girl named Kylie. And Micah in the text goes, John, oh, me, Kylie, Kylie, me, John, one of the great things of traveling the country is you can meet awesome people. Well, I'll leave you to, to it from here. And he leaves the group chat. So it's just me and her chilling here. And I'm like, he leaves that oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, are you kidding me? It should be more obvious. Though. Oh, dude. So I'm kind of sitting there. I think it was like a 45 window, like moment window of silence where like Kylie didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna bite the bullet. So I shot her just like an individual text and we just started like talking for about a week. And, you know, she ended up shooting me straight. She's like, hey, like where do you see this going? And I was like, you know, I'm really glad you brought this up because- She asked you that based on Instagram DM? No, no, this was like text. Oh, text text. Yeah, yeah. But still. Yeah, dude, she shot me straight. And I was like, hey, I was waiting until you got back from your trip with your mom because she was on vacation with her mom. And like, I don't want to like just- (laughs) Totally tank you. Uh-huh. Like, the whole time she's probably talking to her mom about you. <laughs> she was. Probably. She literally was telling her how like she met my husband. She met her husband. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, basically I shot her straight. I was like, hey, look, like I think you're incredible. I can absolutely see myself even pursuing you. I was like, but I don't feel like right now is the right time. I have mm-hmm. so many different plates spinning. I wouldn't be able to give you what you deserve. Mm-hmm. And so we agreed to part ways. And 
little did I know all of, you know, 2022, I'm just preaching, I'm traveling, going through these open doors that God had. And she's just in the back of my mind everywhere I'm going. Like, it was so frustrating. And uh, so, so dude, so, I did not want to date. Like, I was so closed off to dating relationships. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, was she Lord, your first girlfriend girl you've ever dated? No, no, oh, okay. no. I dated before, but it had been seven years since I have dated. So, okay. it had been a while. So, I was like super content with singleness. <laughs> you don't believe me? No, I'm just glaring at her. Oh, okay. Watching us. We have a studio audience today, just for anyone listening, and she's cracking up over there. So. Yeah, no, I, I had really dated. No, I I've been on some you, dates. Yeah. I believe uh, Yeah, yeah. I've been on dates before, but not like a dated, dated, like relationship mm -hmm. committed about public for like seven years. I mean, yeah. Considering that you got married at 29? Yeah, 29. Yeah, you definitely dated. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I kind of asked the question. You yeah, don't know. It's a good question. It's yeah. a good question. Thank I'm just saying, like, absolutely. Obviously. I never would have thought you did. Hey, I, is that a compliment? Or is that, <laughs> you I never don't... didn't? No, you're a catch, bro. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you hear that? 100%. <laughs> just kidding. We having a moment? Just kidding. Um, <laughs> so awkward. I was trying to make that as uncomfortable as I could. So, um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically, I was like, just totally. Almost, it sounds so dumb to say it like this, but I was so captivated by like, by her, mm -hmm. even though I didn't really hardly know her, yeah. but like all of 22. So uh, September 19, 2022, I decided I was driving my car and I was just freaking out. I was like, you know what? I'm going to call her. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to give her a call and I'm going to see if I can take her on a date. And so um, I called my dad though first. I was like, Dad, I, I need a little bit of a, I need a push. I need motivation. Mm -hmm. And all I hear oh, on the other line is, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. all I hear on the other line is the word push. And then we hang up oh. and I call Kylie. I was like, thanks for the motivation, Dad. <laughs> I was, like, I was waiting for something. some kind of like inspiring motivational speech. You but all I got was, thought you were crazy. oh, uh -huh. probably. So I, I would totally said, suck it up. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Dude, just get over yourself. Uh -huh. uh, so I call her out of blue and uh, she picks up and I was like, hey, what are you up to? And she's like, I'm at a baseball game. I was like, do you have a minute? She's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, I just shoot my shot. I was like, hey, uh, what do you think about me flying out to Tennessee and taking you on a date? And it was like five seconds of silence. And I was like, oh was my God. Wait, how long was it actually? Probably like, the longest five seconds of silence. It, it, it genuinely it felt, like felt like an hour, but like how long? And probably five seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like and no joke, Two, I'm like, it's probably five seconds. It was a while. She's like, are you serious? I was like, I think so. I was like, what do you think? And she's like, I'd love that. So, well, that weekend, and I knew, You're on cloud nine. I knew <laughs> after that, that weekend that she was the one. Like, I, I, I can remember, no, I'm, yeah, oh. I don't even know where I'm going with this. But I, I remember the first time I called a girl on the phone and she was like genuinely reciprocating the, the desire yeah. to talk to me on the phone. Yeah. That feeling times 10 is what you felt. Yeah, dude, I've never had I someone like, reciprocate like in my life. You know, that's intense. Yeah. That's so yeah. magical. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It's newlywed energy, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a vibe. You act like you're... I'm going on three years here, bro. You're an expert. Yeah. You have to figure out communication. What's that? I have, It's just part of my daily life. I eat that for breakfast. It's like brushing my teeth. Anyways... Oh. That's super cool. We got to meet Kylie on Wednesday. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, she's the best. I am excited to see how um, she starts to alongside you in the yeah. industry. That, that's something like, it's totally off topic, but maybe not. Just random to put on the podcast. But I feel like uh, as you guys were like here on Wednesday, I was like watching the way that she supported you, prayed with you, like prayed yeah, for you, incredible. videotaped you, took pictures, listened in, leaned in, said amen, like all the stuff. But then I was like, 
feeling in my spirit like oh like god's gonna use her oh yeah dude. on the other side of it too bro and and, 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 that's and she's so cool dude she she got her own call from the lord to preach she got her own call from the lord to lead worship and so like i'm just excited to like also be a support to her and like what the lord's doing in her yeah. life yeah. because it's i don't know dude the first time i heard her lead worship i about fell out i was like like there's no <laughs> way there's over. no way that, a little bit wise. that this is her <laughs> not at all you know and so now she's she's special she's the mm -hmm. sweetest soul but man she knows how to put me in my place which i need and so um she's a I good one yeah absolutely yeah i know something like that about that <laughs> Yeah. That's real. It's a good wife. Good for the studio <laughs> audience. Uh, anyways, um, hey, speaking of calling, mm -hmm. um, like, talk to us about um, maybe like podcast is mostly for like six to twelve graders, so like thirteen to eighteen, twelve to eighteen. Mm -hmm. um, in your youth, your time as a student, like, is that when you felt like you experienced your calling to ministry? Because you jumped out of high school to go to school. Like, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. So, dude, the fact that I'm literally a preacher is the grace of God. Like it's mm. genuinely the Lord because when I was in middle school and high school, I could not talk to more than five people without being immediately debilitated and just mm. shutting down. I was the most insecure, crazy, yeah. the most shy, the most reserved, the most self-deprecating individual you probably ever meet. Um, and so like genuinely, I had no idea what I was doing all through middle school with my life, all through high school with my life. I actually graduated high school early not knowing what I was going to be doing because I, I did some PSEO so I ended up being able to uh, yeah, to, PSEO to, yeah let's go <laughs> um, no joke I went to a community college to save money because I was like I don't know what I'm going to do um, it was when I graduated high school that I got a call from my youth pastor he said hey would you be willing to come serve on our youth team so I started serving right away when I graduated and it was probably that first year that I was graduating that I was like, okay, God, like, what am, what's going on here? Like, what am I doing? I was at camp and I was leading a group of kids for kids camp. Y'all ever done kids camp before? I hate camp. It's a whole nother animal. I hate camp. It's a whole nother animal. I hate times and like, yeah, I was in the band for kids camp though. And that was like, yeah. Yeah, you're the cool kid camp. when you're in the band. Dude, I had like these little girls, they would like write me notes. They were like, like they're like little stick figures with you're the camp celebrity somebody gave me like a soccer one time that was dope that's pretty cool that's really cool i hate camp i can't do camp <laughs> like, he's like he's i don't like, like, like it absolutely not no maybe i need to ask someone else you probably should what in the world for a weekend i could do that for a week absolutely not nope yeah. lake nope. geneva is incredible i would Prefer like, just be by yeah. myself, but she doesn't like people, so it's more that. I like really? my people, I don't like other people. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I'm nice to other people, but I, but she's an introvert. She's polite, just an introvert. Yeah, 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 and I turned around, I was like counting the kids, making sure I had all of them. That's good. And I just felt like I heard the word ministry, <laughs> ministry. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like, oh, that's a funny good joke. one. Good joke. Because <laughs> uh, at that point, dude, I was 19 years old, could not talk in front of anybody, just mm -hmm. completely so insecure. That's and, crazy. And so um, had no confidence, nothing. And 
And I was like, I am not a leader, not a communicator, not a pastor, um, not, I'm not cool, I'm not trendy, I'm not these things. I had all these excuses, just like Moses <laughs> and the burning bush. And, and so, no joke, I kind of dismissed it. And it was almost like, just so, I, I, I felt so like, almost, um, I think the word like, I, I almost like, I, I picture like when Moses sees the burning bush, like it says that he was like curious that it wasn't being burned up. And and I just like fully believe that the Lord uses curiosity to lead you to your calling. And yeah. so I think that there mm -hmm. was something in me that was very like curious about that moment. Like, and what would this be like? What, what could God do? What would look like? Yeah, like mm -hmm. what would this look like? And so I started to kind of like have some conversations with some of my mentors and pastors in my life. And I remember I was on my way um, and I'd probably been wrestling at this point for like six months and I was just mad. I was like, okay, God, like if you're calling me to ministry, make it clear. I don't want to because I don't have it in me to do this. And I remember I was driving to uh, meet with a mentor of mine and I said, Lord, if you're calling me to this, make it evident. Like have Tom ask me if I feel called to ministry, like have it be that clear. I sit down and he goes, well, Jono, he goes, man, I feel released by the Lord this morning to ask you a question that I've been wanting to ask you for like eight months. He's like, do you feel called to ministry? Dude, the moment that he said that, I about fell out in my Dang. chair. Where I was like, I felt Dude. the glory and the presence of the Lord. I was like, what does that even Dang. mean? Like, where do I go from here? Like, what does that look like? And that kind of started this journey of like, okay, so if I'm going to go somewhere to learn about how to be a pastor and pastor people and, 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 and carry out the call of God on my life, where am I going to go? Now, I heard incredible things about North Central University. So I went there. It was not like this divine call to North Central. It was a, hey, this makes sense. This is practical. I'm going to, I'm going to step out and I'm going to go here. So I was there for three years. And I think it was those three years at North Central where I was not just leading in the student ministry, but not interning. I'd interned for four years by the time I graduated college in the student ministry, but it was on, those who needs to just finish an internship. Yeah. Come on. Like, come on. It doesn't have to be one year. Dude, maybe you're interning for a while. The amount of people that know how to start something, but don't know how to finish something. Okay. You're, you're not marked by how you start something, y'all. You're, yeah. you're marked mm -hmm. by how you finish. People yeah. remember that. People remember you may that. impress people with how you start, but you impact people with how you, how you finish. That's yeah. good. And like, to me, I want to be known for, for someone that knows how to finish well. Not saying I'm perfect in every manner, but I think that there's, it creates a discipline to like actually stay grounded and like be faithful to the finish. Yep. Um, That's so good. And so, yeah, I, I basically went to North Central and that was this the years during that internship and college years where the Lord was like almost digging up and pulling out of me all the things he didn't place in me. The insecurities, the pride, the hurt, the all these things that were just unhealthy and dysfunctional and granted there's still many things that are but it was so deeply rooted from my childhood because of some of the stuff i've been through i just didn't have any um capability that i saw that could be used for the kingdom and there were so many lessons that i learned in that but um genuinely i am the least likely to be doing what i'm doing and when paul says in corinthians that it's the grace of god that he is what he is it is the grace of god that i am what i am mm -hmm. that um, to me, I don't want the grace of God to be wasted in my life. So I want to do more than I can like do on my own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, that's um, good. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I'm kind of a rambler, but I would say I'm sure. the most unlikely person. <laughs> no, when you were <laughs> the guy who doesn't oh. talk is a rambler. <laughs> yeah. It's come out more and more, uh, more grown. Um, so first time I spoke, not first time, maybe 
but there was a, a moment like I, I specifically remember the moment I guess I don't know when it was but like sometime mm-hmm. within my first year of like leading youth ministry I, I preached and I went oh yeah like this is like where I'm supposed like it just mm-hmm. felt so right yeah when was that moment for you it, I didn't have that moment for quite a while yeah okay um, so when uh, right. He still hasn't felt it. Uh, honestly, it probably wasn't until a year in the pastoring. Okay. Um, I I remember the first time I like spoke. So this was here. you graduated college. Oh yeah. You finished your internship, oh, yeah. and then you did. When did you get your first job? Like right after. Yeah, right after twenty two. Okay. Yeah. So no joke. I mean, I had interned. I'd preached maybe two or three times during an internship, and every single time I'm like, that was a train wreck. That was so bad. Well, we and all like, think that. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was like so important because I had like pastors and leaders in my life that were like, hey, we, we see something in you. There, there's mm-hmm. something that you can't see, but we see it in you. There's a gift to communicate. And I'm like, you're just saying that because you have to. <laughs> you know, you kind of think it's like the pity compliment. You're lying to me right now. But I remember there wasn't, there, there, there was a moment when I had my lead pastor pull me in my first year as a pastor. And he goes, hey, um, just so you know, we're going to have you speak on a Sunday. And I was like, hey, I'm actually busy. He's like, we haven't told you the date yet. And I was like, oh. Like, I tried, like, everything I'm, in my brain to I'm get so out of this. Yeah, I was like, I think I'm on vacation. Um, and so he's like, it's going to be for our <laughs> senior. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, he's that died. Oh, I said dog. Oh, sorry. That, this got dark. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, and so I was like, uh, okay. So I preached that Sunday. And, dude, I was so nervous. Like, I mean, my leg was shaking. And oh, I, the, the knee shake, the knee shake, bro. Like literally like, like, like everyone can see me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yep. Dude, it was terrible. And, uh, I remember there was just this moment where I felt like the Lord said, Jono, um, just because I'm created you to do something doesn't mean you don't have to learn and develop yourself to do it. Oh, that's so good. And so like, he's like, there's like, I think about the proverb that said, it's the, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of Kings to discover it. I might have butchered that statement, but like there, there's a beauty in discovering and digging up the gifts that God's mm-hmm. given you or the things that God's doing yeah. in your life or the things that are happening around you. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, it was just a journey of simply saying yes every single time mm-hmm. an opportunity to preach came up and confronting my fears, confronting my insecurities. And I started to see a passion be produced mm-hmm. that I never saw. Like I never thought that I would ever communicate. And I told Kyle in the car after I preached for you guys, uh, last Wednesday, it's like I've ne- I never feel more alive than when mm-hmm. I preach the word. Yeah, you know no, we can, I, we can see it too. It was oh, so good. Last good. Wednesday. I'm glad. Uh-huh. I'm glad. I'm glad. I love being with you guys. You guys are amazing. So Thanks. yeah, it's, it's Stella and her peers, not me. But hey, <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. I I feel like anybody in a in, really in a journey towards anything. Like it's not just speaking ministry stuff like that. It's like yeah. whatever you were meant to do. Like it's that. Like you're never, you never necessarily feel like, oh, I'm like ready for the full time job that they yeah. said I was when I graduated college or like when I stepped out of high school or whatever. It's, it's, like you, if you look back, we're, we're no matter where you're at, if you look back, you go like, I could have never done the things that. A hundred percent. Like the things I'm doing right now, I'm just like, wait, yep. uh, why? I have no yep. right to. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's it's the process. It's the yeah. growing. It's yeah. the stretching. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I I feel like. Anybody who's ever communicated from a platform can identify with the knee shakes mm-hmm. and the feeling alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Unless you truly like don't like it at all and you just weren't meant to do it, then right. then you only identify with the knee shakes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that one is wild. 
absolutely yeah no I, I love every every moment of just being able to communicate god's word and like seeing it transform the lives of people i mean that's yeah. just seeing students like even last wednesday it's just mm -hmm. at the altar lifting up their hands and encountering the lord it's like there's nothing better there's nothing more fulfilling and yeah. so to think yeah. that we can be a conduit for a holy god to me it's humbling it's like, mm -hmm. and it's very terrifying it should be yeah yeah do you have any like advice to say to students who like don't know what they're gonna do, kind of like how you were in like high school? Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I would say, um, don't underestimate simply saying yes to opportunity, mm -hmm. and the the Lord has a way of taking you into spaces and places you never thought you'd be just by simply being available. Mm -hmm. uh, something I often told my students while I was youth pastoring is God's not asking you to be capable; He just wants you available. And I think mm -hmm. we often feel so um, discredited by being used by the Lord because of what we can't do yet. Mm -hmm. But it's like your limitation is not in what you don't have. It's when you, it's in what you don't use. It's in the things that you do have that mm -hmm. you don't bring before the Lord. And mm -hmm. I think so many times the Lord wants to use us, but we're not willing to show up or we're not willing to be available to what he has in front of us to do something. So I'd say like if you're trying to discover like what you are passionate about and what you're gifted in dude just start start serving start getting mm -hmm. plugged in start being available to doing something new mm -hmm. um never underestimate just saying yes i'd say yeah that's good anything to add cool i don't have anything to add i'll just say that's good yep <laughs> that's good good job <laughs> just so on the pod um I don't I know I don't have anything to add I just think that we yeah exactly what John said mm -hmm. like we just we don't realize that it's almost always right in front of us yeah and it's not a matter of like oh I need to move to Alaska and start working on an oil rig because that's what it's called to do like <laughs> unlikely right right <laughs> it's normally the thing that's right in front of you that you keep telling yourself you're not qualified for mm -hmm. or you shouldn't be able to do right or like and when you're willing yeah. to just be humble enough to show up is when mm -hmm. God can right. use you right and yeah. it, Sometimes it takes a long time to to let that humility actually take yeah, place. Yeah. But it's like, I, I always would encourage anyone, like, if you don't humble yourself, God's going to humble you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not willing to, you know, like, figuratively put on your sackcloth and ashes and just, like, like sit down humbly before the Lord and go, like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm, I've said no for too long. And, like, I know this is where you want me. I, I don't feel adequate, like, but I'm going to follow it. Um, if you're not willing to do that, then you know he will hit you with a truck. We'll do it for you. Hey, your life's now falling apart. So will you do what I asked you to? Right. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. And it's like I just don't ever want to be in that place. And and if I am, like I want to get out of it quick. Right. <laughs> so like listening right. to God is so important because I feel like he he shouldn't have to like shake up the foundations of who we are. Yeah. In order for us to hear his voice, like we should be, he can trying to learn. Shouldn't have to. He should. Yeah, he can, not. and he does all the time. Like mm -hmm. I, it's happened to me. I, I, I've watched it happen. Like I, I didn't listen to his plan for me, and then I wondered why my life was in shambles. In shambles, or like I mean, <laughs> right. like it never really was that bad, but like it felt like it in the moment, right? You're like, how did I get here? And it's like, oh well, you didn't listen to me. So can, can I speak real quickly to the, mm -hmm. the students or the, the individual that feels called by God to go into ministry quick? Mm -hmm. um, if you're you're if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. So get real comfortable with serving your church, with serving your community, with serving your pastor, with uh, getting behind the vision and pushing. Um, 
I think a lot of people want platform and influence, but they don't want to serve and submit to leadership. They don't want to go through the process of growing and developing. And um, I'll just say it bluntly, God cares far more about your character than he does your competency. Um, and he's not afraid to put you through things that are probably um, difficult, not for us to just suffer, but mm -hmm. to allow some things in us to surface, to pull some dysfunctional things, to pull some patterns, to pull some selfishness, to pull some self-ambition. And it's like, dude, submit to the Lord and what he wants to do and learn how to stay small mm -hmm. and to stay humble and have a contrite heart and keep your heart sensitive and don't go after the platform, but pray that you get a heart for God's people. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that's when the Lord will honor you in that way. It's like he despises the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. And so, man, I would just say, if you feel called to ministry, start by serving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And realize the, the, uh, the amount of leadership that you have in serving well. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think that that's just missed over and over and over again. Everywhere I look, I'm like, you don't get, like, when you mm -hmm. don't serve well, like, when yeah. you don't, but you still, like, are, you still show up, but you just don't do it to the fullest. Yeah, you're, you're half-hearted. Like, like, the leadership that you have in that, in, in a negative impact, mm -hmm. is yeah, huge. Right. But imagine the, the impact that you can have um, and how you'd want that for under your leadership, yeah, too. Yeah, To, if you serve well, lead well, like, you show up and you really, like, give your all. 100%. Like, those people shift atmospheres more than we can from a platform. Absolutely. Like, they Absolutely. just do. Like, God, mm -hmm. God graced uh, us with an opportunity to speak into students or adults' right. lives, whoever, right? Right. But... The people who really make an impact are the ones who are showing up yeah. mm -hmm. and doing their nine to five. Right. Those who yeah. are like, and so like, how can we still do that? How can we still be intentional? Yeah, absolutely. He's That's always calling point. us to, but yeah, it looks different for everybody. But yeah, but yeah to be so so intentional with servant's heart is amazing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. awesome. It goes hard. It goes hard. <laughs> you always say that. Sometimes. Right. Yeah, I, I don't always say that, but anyways. Uh -huh. um, Hey, one last deep question. Yeah. Uh, last week on the pod, we mm -hmm. talked about Paul. Dude got like stoned, mm -hmm. put in prison. One day he got stoned and then stood up and walked to the next town. It was like, I mean, you he must have been lifting like you have to have bodies <laughs> like that. But that's, just, um, that's what's not in the Bible is Paul lifting. He didn't. Have, I mean, he walked to her, so he probably didn't have to. But yeah, I mean, he was a tent maker, so he's probably pretty jacked. Uh -huh. Yeah, he definitely triple me. So. <laughs> Anyways, he went through some crap and, like, just kept putting God first. Like, despite mm -hmm. the plan that God had for him, looking like getting stoned for the sake of the testimony. I mean, he, he got in jail. I, I always go back to, like, every single time Paul was in chains, he was preaching the gospel from the chains, which was mm -hmm. just, like, here's a court in front of you. Hey, guys, so this is what happened. Jesus knocked me off of my horse and changed my name and gave me a new ministry. And how cool is it? Like, I mean, he could have been, like, like I haven't done anything wrong. Like what's wrong with me? Right, but instead, right. he like just his story was mm -hmm. was God's faithfulness. Um, so, has there any ever been a time in your life, uh, maybe recently, maybe a while ago, uh, that you feel like you had a almost like a Paul moment, like a like a martyr moment, kind of right, mm -hmm. where like you just gotten beat up, stoned, but you know that like even even to the point of doubting God's plan, but you just know like hey, this is what God called me to. It sucks, so I'm doubting it, but I still. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that happens all the time. I just ramble. Yeah, no, you're good. You, you just pull the genre. I think that happens all the time. Like, I think um, if we're really, really honest as pastors, I think a lot of people would be very caught off guard by how much we may question 
uh, the call of God or God or, hey, God, like what's going on? Um, it, it, it is almost a weekly thing that I'm like, Lord, am I, have you still called me to this? Like, is, is this really what you still have for me? Like, can I quit? Like, are we good? Like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's kind of those, those moments of tension that I think, um, we all face, but I think there also needs to be a moment of resolution and like resolve within yourself to say, um, come hell or high water. Mm-hmm. Like I'm called to this. God's voice is my compass. God's voice is our North star. And I think there's there, you will always find an excuse to not do what God's called you to do. You will always find a reason to never be obedient. And I think, um, it's about learning that life isn't necessarily about balance and having everything put together, but it's about your pursuit. Mm -hmm. And to me, uh, the more I focus on Jesus and not on all the walls crashing down around me, the more I find myself and my soul and my spirit being at peace and finding more solid ground in my call, in my marriage, in my relationships, in the ministry, um, in preaching his word. And so I think uh, all the time I wonder if 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 God still called me. I, all the time I wonder what God's doing, what's he up to. Uh, I think it's probably foolish for us to just kind of think that we have God figured out and we got his ways. Uh, I think Proverbs is pretty clear about, you know, uh, try not to, to, to live your life in your understanding, but acknowledge and submit and he will make your path straight. And so um, I don't know if I'm answering your question very well, but I would, I would genuinely say uh, there's been many times that I've felt that like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. Like, how did this happen? What, what God are you doing? Um, and why, why are bad things happening when I've been nothing but obedient? Yeah. I think that's like the hardest tension is like when yeah. you're following God and you still you know, find yourself in the wrong place, that can be yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Um, but that's I think like, that's totally what Paul was feeling too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, and, and I, I, I'm literally going city to city. I'm not being going to. Yes. Like, but you're still hitting me with rocks. Yes. But people and, and are, right? I, but, I, I think we've bought into an American Christian culture that we think if we're obedient, it, it, it demands a positive outcome. And Mm -hmm. I just wonder if the Lord is looking to see, will you be obedient regardless of the outcome, regardless if the outcome's in your favor, regardless if it goes the way that you want, regardless if it's how you expected it to be. I think faithfulness is not sexy, but faithfulness is so fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I can rest my hat on the moments where in the world's eyes, something went really poor and something didn't go as planned. But in the eyes of Jesus... I was faithful, I was obedient, and I often wonder if Paul had that same mentality where it was like, okay, I know God's called me to preach here, and the outcome of me preaching here isn't what determines its success. Mm-hmm. My success is found in my step of saying yes to Jesus on my way there, you know? And so um, I would just say for me, I learned very quickly that um, obedience doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the outcome that I want or expected, but the outcome of it not being what I wanted doesn't mean that God's not here, yeah. that God's not going to use it. I mean, it's like we really believe the Bible where he says he will do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask, think, or imagine. And he uses every single thing, the good, the bad, and the ugly that we go through, and he uses it for his glory and for our good. Like, we either got to believe that mm-hmm. or we got to not. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. And so um, for me, it's I hold on to those truths. Mm-hmm. I hold on to those scriptures when um, things really suck. And it's really tough. Yeah, I can't stop. I can't stop thinking. Um, God's favor doesn't look like favorable circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. 
And he like he's got like he had he had favor on Paul through the whole thing, mm-hmm. like all the way down to his execution, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't mean that it was always easy. That yeah. didn't mean that it was always blue skies. Yeah, Th- that still meant that he sailed into a storm, right? Mm-hmm. And he was still met with the presence of God when yep. the storm was over. Yep. And I think that that that's the thing that we just almost have to cling to is it's like we want the the to be obedient to god so that we can earn his favor like like right so he, he takes favor in the humble takes favor in those that are obedient um but then to be humble enough still to to like even when it's not yeah looking great you know it's not green um it you're like you're still with me mm-hmm. and like that's my prize that's my token that's yeah. my it makes me even think of uh <laughs> so random uh uh, Horatio Spafford wrote uh, Is Well mm-hmm. after his mm-hmm. his uh, wife and daughters died and all of his investments burned up. Mm-hmm. It's like he was still chasing Jesus the whole time. Like as far as we know, right? He he was still saying yes, being obedient. He was going to go on this vacation with his family. He put his family first mm-hmm. and killed him. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote It Is Well with My Soul. Like mm-hmm. if that doesn't shake your Christian perspective right. of the gospel, mm-hmm. like. I don't know if, yeah. if there's hope for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, yeah. we yeah. just need to be more, like, I, it's 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 all around us. It's all the time. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to run into crap. And, and if you're not leaning on the Holy Spirit in every single moment, like, you will feel like God's favor has departed from you when yeah. it hasn't ever. Right. And it's just because you weren't intentional in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Getting close on time. Getting close on time. <laughs> I gotta go to work, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Gotta wrap it up, anyways. But, so we can talk uh-huh. all day, but uh, yeah, <laughs> some other day we'll do it again. Um, how much time do you are you close on? Yeah, go. Like right now? Close. <laughs> do we have time for our final segment? What's our final segment? Five minutes. No. All right. She gotta go now. I gotta go. I'm like. <laughs> she has to pee so bad. Anyways, no, she has to. Yeah, go to work. I got. No, I got another meeting. Then they have work. Oh boy. It's at work, so it's. A work meeting. No, it's not fine. You need to be obedient to the calling of that job. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyways, this has been real. We went deep. I wasn't ready to get done at 2.30. So I know. Sorry, okay. guys. I should have. I know. It's all good. Should have timed over. But it's, it's all good. This. Is, I feel like we, we left our audience and myself even challenged with like a lot. Yeah. There, so yeah. that was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm, it so was a lot of good stuff. People dig into it. It'll be great. Um... Anyways, any any final thoughts? Any any like, gotta be no rambling. <laughs> I'm just grateful to be here. That's right, my final thought. All right, all right. Stella, anything? No, that was really good. I was just sitting here and taking it all in. I was like, yeah, that's really good. So I hope the viewers like it too, because it was hope they get something out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, mini micers. We're so glad that you tuned in to the Mini Mic Podcast. Hope that you leave feeling challenged. Lean into that feeling of being challenged. Be intentional with your time and have a great week. Yeah. See you guys. All right. I was still not ready. I know. I totally forgot. I just missed your meeting.